What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to The Power Play. On today's episode, I am joined by best-selling author, keynote speaker, and podcast host, Terrence McMahon. Following college with his new wife and baby on the way, he worked as a door-to-door life insurance salesman, making six figures in his early 20s. In 2017, he had a setback. He was diagnosed with advanced liver failure. His only hope was a very unlikely liver transplant. But McMahon was determined to survive, and he made every effort to do so. Thankfully, a donor was found, and McMahon's life was saved. If you guys want to check out more about Terrence McMahon, I left the link down to his website below. That is at TerrenceMcMahon.com, as well as the link to his Instagram, and his new app launching here in a few weeks called Recreate. It's to boost your brain and build your business with daily mentoring. And guys, before this episode does start, if you're listening on Apple, go ahead and leave a like rating and a review. And if you're on Spotify, go ahead and drop a follow. Let's dive into the episode. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to The Power Play. Today, I am joined by best-selling author, keynote speaker, and podcast host, Terrence McMahon. Thanks for coming on today. Good to be here, Joe. Great meeting you. Yeah. So to start the conversation off, I want to discuss your Broken the Beautiful story. I was watching your TED Talk the other day, actually, and it was Mm -hmm. absolutely inspiring. So if you could just give some insight on how that has propelled you into where you are today, that would be amazing. Yeah, it was a a transformation from a, a typical journey. I left high school, went to college, played some baseball, got out of college early, had a baby coming. And uh, instead of finishing college, I actually took the first job I can get, which was knocking on doors, selling life insurance. And that's a door-to-door salesman job, very tough job, a lot of, lot of, lot of stress, a lot of rejection. Yeah. Um, but I was lucky enough to learn um, one, what I call algorithm that allowed me to survive. And, <clears throat> and it didn't come as much from knocking on the doors as it did the day my son was born. Um, about a short time after my, my joining the industry, January 10th, 1992, my son was born. And after he was born, uh, the nurses came in and, and put ink on his feet and his fingers. So they're making his birth certificate, which was interesting to me because we used to call cold call baby leads, uh, from the birth announcements out of the paper, Yeah, believe it or not. So we spent every Tuesday night calling the birth announcements. And usually when they answered, people would say, oh no, I already talked to somebody because it's in the newspaper. So I came up with the idea as I was failing miserably on the brink of emotional and financial ruin to just walk to down to town hall and get the information before it hit the papers, uh-huh. got it early. I wrote it down at the time. There was no internet, really. There was a t- uh, 411. So I'd, I'd handwrite it down on a paper. I'd go to a payphone. And I hit 411, which is how you got phone numbers back then. And then I went back to my office and I would be calling people two weeks, three weeks before their birth announcement hit the paper. And I created pretty good success out of that, which was just a framework of thinking outside the box a little bit right. and, and getting a solution to a problem I had. I had a problem of talking to people that wanted to buy life insurance and they didn't want to do it from someone that knocked on their door and they didn't want to do it from the millions of people that, that cold called them. So I built what I call an algorithm. You, you know, the algorithm was yeah. step number one, you go to the town hall. Step number two, you get the, the phone numbers from directory assistance. Step number three, I go back to the office and use a script. Step number four, 
I make an appointment and show up, make a presentation. Step number five, I take an application and make money. So I went from on the brink of failure to having that algorithm, the set of steps that works to earning a six figure income wow. right out of the gate in my early twenties when all my other buddies and were off uh, struggling in, in typical corporate jobs. And but that was like the framework that I actually used to go viral and going viral back then wasn't uh, a YouTube video right. or an Instagram post. It was direct mail. Yeah. The only way you could go viral is direct mail. So I started direct mailing people with a new idea using the similar ag algorithm. I got some information early and mailed people when I was getting it on new homeowners. And then I, the, my breakthrough came when I bought uh, some technology. I bought a, a, a mailing machine, a Pitney Bowes mailing machine that from my computer would, would print, fold, insert, label, and stamp and seal an envelope. Oh, wow. Yeah, so think about it. Yeah. You know, the, the manual process of literally yeah. handwriting an, a, a mail to handwriting an envelope to having that fully automated. So I went from sending hundreds of pieces of mail a month to thousands and my lead flow went from one here and there to hundreds really? a month. So I instantly had more, more leads than I had time. Wow. And, you know, so I built, you know, I built, I hired agents and built the company. So if you roll the clocks up 25 years, I'm, I'm a CEO of a, of a, of an organization doing well. We managed over a billion and a half dollars. We had 60,000 clients making seven figures, earning eight figures, yeah. um, all looking good from the outside. But from the inside, uh, a storm was brewing because I, I blew up financially, but I also blew up physically. And, you know, the daily drinker for 30 years to medicate all the stress and toxicity. And I blew up to a 350 pounds and was morbidly obese, had all the symptoms of, of obesity and gluttony. And one day I was... Uh, I didn't feel well. I went to the hospital to the emergency room to get it checked out. I thought it was my heart. And after a little bit, the doctors would come in and they, uh, they said, Hey, Mr. McMahon, it's not your heart. Actually, it's your liver, your liver and your pancreas are shutting down. You're in massive liver failure. And if we don't go to the extreme measures tonight, you're going to die. So in, in an instant, my, my world yeah. changed. Like that was what we call a change moment. I went from being a CEO with a seven figure income, a private driver, a full passport, you know, nine bedroom home mm -hmm. to being labeled an alcoholic, put on a liver transplant waiting list, waiting for the unlikely event that I'd get a, a donor. The challenge is there's in that world, there's only one organ available for every three or four people that need one. Wow. So a lot of people die waiting. And if you're an alcoholic, they don't like giving precious organs to right people that are likely to yeah, drink yeah. again so you're on the dead last of the list and that was my journey from accomplishment and and gluttony to to being um you know to massive pure survival mm -hmm. and so my journey started there you know so at that very <laughs> moment i'm as broken as broken could get yep. you know i was embarrassed and when you have liver failure you start to turn orange and you start to you start to smell and you start to look like you're literally dying because right. you are. Right. Your organs shutting down. The filter is clogged, and all the toxicity starts to accumulate in your body, and your stomach, and your legs. And and I'm in and out of the hospital over six months. I land in Florida at, at Jacksonville's Mayo Clinic, 
and they tell me I got to go to rehab. Wow. <laughs> About yeah. six months, six months into this journey, <laughs> I got to go to rehab. <laughs> yeah. And I was told my, my mortality was likely to be under 30 to 60 days. So, you know, the, huh. the bad news is I got to spend most of the rest of my life in a rehab center. <laughs> and the good news is, uh, I was thinking just jokingly, I, maybe I'll meet some of these famous celebrities that you hear about in right. celebrity rehab, uh, you know, Britney Spears and Charlie Sheen <laughs> and whoever the fuck, you know, it's like, uh, I get the rehab. It's not that whatsoever. It's, it's people sitting around in a circle with somebody telling you the way you are, how broken you are. You're an addict. You have a disease. There's no cure. You got to go to these meetings. You got to do all these things, but you got to say you're an addict all the time. Right. And I was like, wow, that's a pretty shitty it is life. A pretty shitty way to live. Yeah. So I was like, fuck that. And I was like, I'd rather be dead. Yeah. Uh, because if I do survive, if I do survive, uh, I want them to do something better because their model is a rehabilitation model. That's the addiction model in the world. And I've been around people who are in that program and it's not a life I wanted to live. And I, I have no problem with those that have done that. And I respect what they've done and I honor how they've gotten there. But for me, I didn't want to live with those limitations and those labels. Yeah. And I wanted to to recreate myself. So there's a big distinction in words, as you'll see, I teach words a lot in my, in my teaching is rehabilitation means to restore back to the original condition. Well, my original condition was broken. Mm -hmm. Like I was just a, a, a less broken version of it. My, my model was wrong. My plan was wrong. Chasing the buck. Um, I wanted to recreate myself. I wanted to reinvent myself, which means to bring something new into existence. If I had, the opportunity, if I did survive, I had the opportunity to do a lot of things. And the one thing I wasn't going to do is go back to that toxic world I, I, that, that almost killed right. me. Um, and all right, so that happened. So we're, I got out of rehab and Mayo Clinic tells me I'm too sick to be operated on. I'm going to probably die. And in that moment, you get your thoughts together, you get your affairs together, you get your family together, and you you, you, you have discussions about the disposition right. of your life. Well, yeah. So you're pushing, basically pushing piles of your life savings across the table. Um, and it occurred to me at that very moment, like everything I've done in my life has been a giant mistake. Like I had no purpose. I would leave nothing other than money in the right. memory of a guy that drank, drank himself to death. Mm -hmm. um, so after everybody left, you're left with a lot of sadness because soon my children would be waking up one day and I'd be dead and the memory they'd have of me would be less than flattering right uh, so it's there's a lot of regret yeah when you look at that and i got lucky and my mom and dad my mom was my mom was waiting for me and she was um with me my mom's a nurse and i started to, to smell like ammonia which means you're going to probably die soon yeah and the phone rang one night we're in jacksonville and unexpectedly mayo clinic said a, a prisoner had died with a with an organ that matches mine. And, and they said, um, it's a match, but it's high risk, meaning he was an IV drug user and a prisoner and they weren't sure if the organ was safe for me to take. Mm -hmm. And I uh, took it obviously. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that I just figured I'll make good use of it. If it works, I'll keep going right. and do the best I can. Right. And they lift it from Alabama. This beautiful 28-year-old man expires and dies, and they they harvest his organ, which is a beautiful process. And that organ is airlifted to to Jacksonville, where it's put in my body, and miraculously, I'm saved. Wow! I, literally out yeah. of nowhere. 
dude, that story huh. is absolutely inspiring. You know, I, I heard it first, like I said earlier on TED Talk. And the fact that you told me that just now, you know, one-on-one, and we obviously I'm going to share it to everybody else, and they're going to hear it. But how has how would you say that moment in your life has shaped you into the person you are today? Like, if you if this didn't happen to you, let's say, for instance, do you think you'd be where you are today? <clears throat> Probably not. Yeah. The, um, that's a, that's a pretty common question. I wasn't ready for it, but I've gotten it a few times <laughs> since, um, you know, when someone dies to give you an organ, like the, this, if you just think about it for a second, like you need an organ to live, that means someone else has to die. Right. It's a, and I needed a full organ, a full liver. So someone, I needed a deceased donor. And when they were lucky enough to give me the high risk organ, my understanding was as many as four. 40 other people plus passed on it Wow! because it was high risk. That doesn't mean 40 more people would have passed on it. The high risk organs a lot of times go to waste, but somebody might've taken it instead of me. So there's three people in the equation. There's me who got the gift who should be dead and deserve to be dead by my behavior. Mm -hmm. And then, and then um, the inmate, Oh, I'm not, well, I still to this day don't know. And then somebody else that could have used the organ to live. So I have to honor those two people. Right. And in my, in my transformation, in my new person I made, I assembled from, from the old me, right. from these broken pieces, I wanted to make a more meaningful use of the second chance by teaching people the things that I've learned that very few people get to go through. Yeah. Terminal illness, addiction center, transformation, labeling, and the most important, the most fun part is how to create a new life that's away from the grind of building a business and, and being a slave to your, your, your job and partying and drinking and, and uh, all the bad things that, that, that are so toxic mm-hmm. to a life where I have built a, a world where I can work from anywhere, where I help people every single day through my podcast, speaking, social media, coaching, mentoring, and I love it. Yep. But I would still probably be in that world because I was making big money. It's hard to get out it of is. that. People typically don't change, Joe, unless they're – there's two ways they change. They're either afraid and scared out of their mind, like, which is why I quit drinking on the spot and never drank again. Right. I just quit. I, made, I gave myself a new identity. And the, and, the, and the second way is they're inspired by watching someone else, uh, someone else's story. Yep. Yeah. So – that's a pretty incredible phenomenon. It is. No, for sure. And, you know, it's funny that you say that, you know, people won't change unless, like, you know, like a tragic event happens to them. And they really realize, like, holy shit, I got to take a step back in order for me to take a step forward. And me being 19, I've realized that early on, luckily, I was never one to party. I was never one to drink. I just never got into it because I saw um, early on the repercussions of it and where people end up and how they end up. And I am currently writing a book It's called the third person perspective. And I'm going to, I don't know. I mean, I want it to be this year. I want to put it out there. I'm going to self publish it and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. But that just goes to show my way of thinking and how I see things from the outside uh, looking in. And, you know, I truly found that it's not about chasing the money. It's not about chasing the fame. It's about truly enjoying what you do. You and I talked a bit before this, and I told you, you know, I love the art of conversation, and I love networking with people. And 
growing my brand and expanding my mind, I have this quote on my whiteboard. I have a whiteboard in my room and it says open to everything attached to nothing. So yeah. that's just how <laughs> I look at it. But t- talking more on you, um, you mentioned an algorithm earlier. How has yep. an algorithm helped you in your life today? Do you still use it? Oh, I mean, I teach it every day. It's a three-step algorithm that anybody can apply to do anything to get any outcome they want because it's based upon the scientific certainty of gradualism. Like you right. get better doing something repeatedly every single day. Yeah. You know, practice makes perfect. Gradual practice even makes perfect. And so you use the combination of the end play of gradualism, which I'm going to explain how do you get to the point where you're knocking over dominoes every single day to get a breakthrough mm-hmm. to using a story to ground somebody in the possibility thinking of a new life for themselves. Right. Right. So if you look at it, the, the science behind the, the, the cognitive science behind it, it's called grounded cognition. It's a theory based upon the principle that people can experience a story that they read, watch, or hear as if it were happening to themselves. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, if you're listening and your lifestyle is not where it needs to be and your relationships aren't where it needs to be or your business life isn't where it needs to be, my promise to you is you can absolutely apply this algorithm, this three-step process, to transform to someone unrecognizable in six to ten weeks. Well. Wow. You literally can do that. So here it is. Here it is. And the first algorithm is based upon another word. I like to give the definition. It's called decisions. It's very misunderstood because people think decisions is about adding things to your life. Mm -hmm. They're not. Decisions by its definition are designed to cut away. The word means cut away from. The etymology of decisions, D, means away from, like a detour, a divorce, decision Decision clearly means to cut, to cut away from. So you need to cut out the roots to change the fruit. Right. And that's all the way through who you are, who you say you are to yourself, who you hang out with, where you go, what you do, what you want to be, what you want to have, what you want to do. You got to chop that off if you're not happy and just build it back up. Mm -hmm. It's like plowing down an old shitty house, Right, right. right? Plow it down, down to the studs or down to the foundation and build it exactly the way you want. And if it doesn't belong, by the way, where that foundation is, leave. Attached to nothing. I love yeah. it because my, my, my um, you know, it's my, my end play, I'll share with you at the end of this, but it's a big domino. It's a big one. It's a very big, big uh, goal. Number two, after you do the cutting, like you're kind of naked. Right. You're down to the bones. You got to install a new narrative, a new superhero story. I call it the version of a superhero self, a hero is a protector, a hero has the strength of two, the hero's super superpowers of love. Mm-hmm. Like the superhero version of you needs to be installed as your identity instead of calling yourself an addict with a disease that and it has no cure. Right. That calls himself an addict every single day for the rest of their lives. I didn't decide to do that. I wanted to be a superhero. And I wanted to make a difference. And I wanted to have a purpose. And I wanted to help people every single day. And I wanted to make a good fair living. Like there's no, right. nothing no, wrong no, with no. all. And yeah, so you're trading. That book uh, was my first book. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And it's a good book. It means a lot to me. It's not written perfectly, but it's written from the right. heart. You have a second so book So let's pretend. Well, right? yeah. yeah, I have a couple. Uh, any, the Anywhere Advisor. I'll talk to you yeah. a little bit about that because that's part of my big For goal. Sure. The, 
this, this, you know, so once you've cut away from, let's say there's some people that got to go, there's an identity that's got to go. There's a job you got to go. There's a relationship you got to get out of. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a geographical issue. You might have to change your environment. And then you install superhero. Like I'm going to be a superhero. And it's a giant, it's a giant goal. It's one you're almost embarrassed to tell a friend. Right. Let's pretend that, right? right? It's like they laugh at you when you say it, which you, means you're on to right. something, in my yep. opinion. I agree. <laughs> like, yeah, like Joe's going to be an author. Like yeah. they're laughing at you, like you're on to exactly. something. The, the, last, the last step in the algorithm is the one that you apply every single day. A lot of people can't get their arms around the massive idea of time, like the year, the decade, the month, but the, everybody knows how to master a day. Everybody gets up and goes to bed pretty much the same every yep. day. And the algorithms that you run each day in your life, from brushing your teeth to getting ready to meditating or to grabbing your phone when you wake up are all embedded habits in the basal ganglia. So those suckers are running on autopilot at all times. You can disrupt those algorithms and install new ones because superheroes don't grab their phones in the morning. So that's a conflict. If your identity says I'm I'm a superhero and I meditate and I move every morning and I eat good food and I don't drink alcohol. I'm not saying you have to say that, but that's me. Like that 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 superhero doesn't doesn't get on social media and start trolling on TikTok for two hours (laughs) in the morning. That so that superhero doesn't bring a a a phone to bed with them. You know, that superhero is getting good sleep because sleep's important. That sleep superhero has a an AM and a PM bookend. Mm So the AM and the PM bookends are algorithms you run during the day and algorithms you run at night. And in the middle, if you think about bookends, you got the, the two blocks and all the books in the middle. The books in the middle are time blocks. I have three time blocks in the middle, learn, earn, and return. So let's pretend that's a framework for a miracle day. Yeah. And I want to be my, my big domino, like a massive domino as big as a building, is I want to be a superhero with a million million users on my app that I mentor every single day. My app's called Recreate. So when I, re- I want to mentor a million people every day with a daily domino, a daily dose of, of positive, progressive, forward-moving awesomeness. Business, life, relationships, health. Mm-hmm. And right now, I don't know anything. I just, I just, in my own life, I just, I could barely even walk. So that was a crazy thing for me to think right. of. But the miracle of the domino effect, you got to understand and study what that domino does. Don't just watch the video and say, holy shit, someone spent a year setting up 3 million dominoes. Understand what's going on there. Like that's physics. Yeah. That's science. It's called amplified force. A two inch domino stores the energy when you lay it on its side. And when it's pushed forward slightly with just a little bit of energy, it creates massive energy. It's called amplified force and for, for a person, it's action potential. Mm-hmm. So the domino has action potential. Believe it or not, the two-inch domino can not only knock over the two-inch domino forever, called the domino effect, the two-inch domino can knock over something 50% bigger. Right. So it's three-inch domino. But that, that, that physics allows that process to repeat itself. So a three-inch domino can knock over a four-and-a-half-inch domino. So 150% of four and a half is about seven inches. And then it's about 11 inches. So just four progressions in, you've progressed massively. Yep. For me to not go over that skyscraper, it's only about 20 progressions. Wow. If you've ever seen the domino effect, it's, it's fascinating. But it's about knocking over 
what's in front of you today, meeting your goal where you can say yes to it. If your goal's so big and you can't be a superhero today and fly over a building, maybe you can walk around the building. Right. Right. Yep. So do something that's bringing you towards your big goal each and every day. So what's the one thing today that you can do that will make whatever tomorrow brings easier and brings you more close to your goal? Yeah. That's the concept from Gary Keller's book, The One Thing. That book changed my life. Mm-hmm. So my big domino was I'm a superhero. I can work from anywhere on earth. If I can, I'm living a laptop life. I'm a digital nomad and I'm helping people enjoying the world and enjoying the fruits of healthy life, uh, healthy mind, healthy body, healthy financial uh, situation. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. And I love it. You know, I love your domino effect. I have uh, something very similar to that, actually. I have that on my whiteboard as well. I call it the snowball effect. And, yeah, same thing. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. You know, you have this little goal and you can, you know, you repeat that every single day and you continue to do it, do it. And eventually it spirals into something bigger and you grow and you grow and you grow and you realize, you know, and you realize that as you continue to achieve your goals and uh, that didn't unfortunately happen for me. Well, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately from after I graduated high school, I'm still young. So, you know, but I, I, I love your domino effect. It's the exact same thing. It's just a different, different take on it. I personally like the domino effect a little bit more. I might have to uh, switch up a bit instead of saying a Dude, effect. take it. Yeah. Steal yeah. it. It's great. And use it and enjoy it. It is great. But I had the actual dominoes made to scale as a carpenter down oh, here. that figured out how to do it. Yeah. Wow. I might have yeah, taken that myself. Yeah. <laughs> If you're interested, I can give you his name. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, shoot it to me after they're not, this. They're not, they're not cheap, but they're they're super useful for a product. Right, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. But you mentioned earlier Superhero Self, mm-hmm. and you have a book that we talked about. What inspired right. you to write this book? Um, I guess I guess going back to the meeting when my brother and I were together and you're like – here's all my money. Here's my restaurants. Here's my business. Here's my real estate. Here's my policies, my insurance policy, cash them out. There are millions of dollars in there after I'm dead. Mm. It's like, what's left. There was nothing left. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, after a while, you're only going to remember, they'll remember what happened. Like, Oh my God. Remember he's so sick. He couldn't walk and he, he was green. Mm -hmm. Like that was not a good thing to leave the world. So the book lives beyond your ears. And it's a tool to teach out of. So once you have your book, Joe, while you're alive, you can use the book as a tool to build authority. You can use the tool to teach out of. You can use the tool to create a speaking business. You can use the tool to, to start a relationship. You can give it away as a, as a lead-in. Yeah. It's a very valuable thing to give people. I, I give it for free on my website, terrencemcmahon.com. Is, is where my, my book is. If you Google my name, it'll come up all over the place. Uh, yeah. But you can get it for free. I don't. I only sell it to people that want a, a hard copy. Right. I, you know, I bought, I bought a few thousand copies just to give to people because it means a lot to right. me. That was my that was my thing, and then um, and then I started learning the algorithm of writing a book, which I have, which I want to give to you, by the way, because I wrote a book I haven't published yet called "Write Your Way to Recreation." Okay. It's how to write your first book in seven days with no experience. So I, I created a process to write books and I use it to help entrepreneurs yeah. document themselves because it's meant so much to me, even though my books are small, they're not big. Your book doesn't have to be gone with the wind. It can be a 60, 70 mm-hmm. page book full of your right. heart. Yep. Right. I completely agree. 
So the, the, over the pandemic or before the pandemic, I started talking to entrepreneurs. Of course, I had 600 of them. And all the while, I've been learning social media. I've been learning funnels and sales copy and all the, all the shifts yeah. that need to be made. Going from, you know, shift number one, going from generalist to specialist. Mm -hmm. Like the internet has allowed us to specialize as entrepreneurs. So we don't have to be like a pizza place, right? right? right. So you could be the pizza place for Beverly Hill hill west you know you can just say we specialize in delivering gourmet vegan organic pizza with no cheese to the beverly hills area like you can specialize like mm -hmm. that now people will find you because of that of the search i mean the movie industry is a quick example like there are any given year there's a thousand movies that are made but only about 60 of them ever hit the film yeah you know the movie theaters yep. 940 of them used to not get seen or only saw in film festivals the live stuff now through Hulu and Netflix and streaming and self-publishing, the movie industry's thriving, at least online for sure, mm -hmm. as we're seeing, maybe not in person, but a small filmmaker now can make a nice little living specializing in a documentary niche or a nutrition niche or a political niche. So, you know, you need to grow rich in the niche. That'd be my first advice for anybody entrepreneur. You know, have one client with one problem that you have one known solution for and have authority in that process. Yes. And the next shift is going from selling product to making offers. I mean, you got to build an offer that compels oh, people. No doubt. It's hard to build an offer for everyone. Yeah. You got to build the offer for that one niche. So that's it. And then going from what I used to do live every day, I mean, I, I had hundreds and hundreds of thousands of face-to-face -face appointments mm -hmm. to videos. I write, I make a video once and it keeps telling a good story. So those are three shifts that'll change your life because that'll open up the opportunity to ultimately go to, you know, being an amateur, it's a little good at everything. That's what amateur means. It means I kind of love this to a pro. Mm -hmm. Like a pro is like a world-class authority at it. So you create authority in that and you post up in that space. And uh, so for me, it was, I want to post up and be an authority in transforming your life into a work from anywhere process that gets automatic clients online, like clockwork, better more money more happiness more flexibility right. so i teach that process i love it now i got one more question before we go today so i was sure. reading your bio and it says on a mission to mentor the young generation what do you feel like mm -hmm. you can offer to this young generation i i mean i offer i offer um i read books i read a lot of books i know how to curate books i know how to put information in the usable sound bites I think the younger generation absorbs content very quickly. Yeah. So I'm trying to curate books to help people save time. So a mentor saves you time and a mentor gives you access to their network and experience. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, that's what I have to offer. And I offer it through my app, which is called recreate. It's going to be available on the Apple store in about a week. Okay. And I, in that, in that I have 50, 50 books I've curated, not 550. And if you read those 50, you don't need any more because all the answers to life's big questions are in those books. Hmm. You know, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Where do you want to go? Who do you want to meet? Right. What, what thing do you want to change in the world? What thing do you want to stop doing? What thing do you want to start doing? And the Daily Domino, which is a, a short bite I give every day, comes every single day in their hand. And then we have a, you know, that's super cheap. It's like seven bucks a right. month. So I want to let everybody 
in the world be able to afford it for about what an hour's minimum wage is. Okay. Now, I have an upgrade version for $100 a month where I do a live every Friday and you can look in and sit in because everything I teach in the live is going to be lifestyle right. friendly business. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, how, how to make shortcuts. Like I, I already saw a couple of things in your, in your, uh, in your profile that I could probably help yeah, you with. Yeah, for sure. Like little changes could change your life. Right. And that's, that's what I, I do. So I'm a little far ahead of you. There's barely anything I haven't seen. Right. So, but it's the most common question I get in over 700,000 followers on the platforms is, will you mentor me? Right. And that's why I built the app. The app is going to be affordable for all super valuable. I have like packs. Uh, I have the book writing course in my app. Uh -huh. I have, I have superhero selves 12 week transformation plan in the app. I'm adding, I'm adding some other things for businesses and, and sales and it all, it'll be chock full of, of value. Wow. Perfect. Dude, thank you for coming on here today. I truly enjoyed it. Thanks, Joe. Of course. Have a good one. You too.